you know, Wednesday morning before the stock market opened, there was this great sense of optimism that we were going to see some inflation numbers that finally showed that we could look back on inflation that maybe last month or a month before last was the was the peak and it was only going to get better after that the numbers came out and the numbers were not all that compelling maybe a little bit better than they had been but still pretty ugly so we're looking for um, looking for some optimism out there bill adams is senior vice president and chief economist for comerica bank and joined us right now it's good to have you with us thanks for having me it's great to be here thank you so did you see anything encouraging in these numbers today Uh, you know the one thing i saw i saw gasoline prices were down a bunch and energy prices overall were down and on the same time i saw the triple a say the gasoline prices are in a new historic high so i guess that's not going to stay around that's right. So uh, gasoline prices were down in April, but, you know, after a huge increase in March, they're still above where they were in February. And we're getting into the summer driving season and gas prices tend to rise every year around this time of year. So uh, pain at the pump is going to continue for consumers in the near run. Um, and th- that's going to weigh on consumer confidence, it's probably going to be uh, a restraint on consumer spending uh, over the summer vacation months. Is that the biggest part of it? Uh, because... You know, we also saw another release Wednesday that came out after, actually after the Fed numbers came out, that said that airline fares jumped 33% in April uh, versus a year ago. and They've been going up for the last several months. So you take the combination of higher gasoline prices and higher airline fares, I guess everybody's going to have a stay vacation. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely going to hold back consumer spending in the near term. Uh, you know, it's it, it's a mixed report for prices for April. Um, we also saw natural gas prices up on a month-over-month basis. Uh, utility prices for for residential. Um, you know, those those are really big um, uh, parts of the household budgets, and so that's what you know people are really feeling. If you're looking at consumer surveys, that's I think what's on people's mind. Uh, for macroeconomists, we're actually looking at, um, you know, another part of the CPI report, like the prices that tend to move most slowly uh, and where you see a lot of momentum from month to month. They tell you a lot about the economy's trend. And there, uh, you know, I saw some reason to be concerned uh, in April's CPI report. We saw medical care service prices rising by about half a percentage point. That's uh, month over month. That's a pretty big I- increase there. And we saw um, prices of... Uh, of housing continue to rise very rapidly. Um, and so that, that shows that, you know, even if we see some of the inflation pressures dropping out, if, if energy prices stabilize, uh, we're still seeing a lot of momentum in inflation. It doesn't look like we're headed back to, infl- you know, steady price increases like we saw in, in the pre-pandemic days. How, how quickly can, can an economy cut off inflation? I mean, so interest rates are up and mortgage rates are up. A tremendous amount. So presumably that slows down the demand for new housing. Gasoline prices are soaring. So you'd think that people either would not drive or maybe look for more fuel efficient cars. And we mentioned airline fares. I mean, that's a lot of that travel is discretionary. Can't these be corrected pretty quickly if people just stop driving and buying houses? I think we're going to see inflation slowing over the next couple of quarters, but I think it's probably going to be uh, you know, at the earliest late 2023 and maybe into 2024 until we see inflation uh, kind of back to that 2% where, where the Fed likes to see it. 
Um, and that's uh, because we have just a much tighter economy now than we had prior to the pandemic. We saw um, uh, we've, we, we see job openings still uh, at a record high, record number of job openings per job seeker in the U.S., like 1, 1.9 openings, almost uh, two openings for, for every active job seeker. And so that, that means that, um, you know, inflationary pressures are uh, kind of going to continue in the economy until we see uh, the economy cool off much more or until we see a, a big increase in the labor supply if we see a lot of people re-entering the labor market, people who had retired deciding to come back and work maybe part-time, that would help uh, on the supply side of the economy. But those things tend to take time. Uh, and so I think in the near run, uh, we're going to see inflationary pressures continue to be pretty high. Uh, let me, if I may, let me throw you a light curve. I, I noticed at, at your prior employer, one of the things you worked on and what you've worked on in the past is foreign exchange and uh, FX. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we've seen the dollar, because of these high interest rates, get so much firmer against foreign currencies. And I, in fact, I read one expert today at Amundi uh, saying that he thought that the dollar and the euro, for example, would hit parity uh, within the next six months, which is going to make our goods a lot more expensive to foreign buyers and hurt the exporters. And by the same token, everything's on sale in Europe and we'll be buying it and importing it like crazy. That doesn't help an economy, does it? Uh, we did see a drag on uh, on exports in the first quarter of the year. That was that was part of the reason why we had uh, a negative GDP print for the first quarter. Um, and you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to untangle in real time how much of that is the exchange rate versus how much of that is uh, you know fears of uh, of political instability from Russia Ukraine versus the slowdown in China. Um, it's all of it. And uh, I I think, um, you know, in general, over time, you do see uh, a stronger dollar weigh on exports and, you know, increased competition for um, American domestic businesses who are competing against foreign imported products. But right now, I think given that uh, there's still some shortages in the economy, there still is, um, you know, businesses are still building up precautionary inventories, although not as fast as they were last year. Uh, I, I think the, the constraints on a lot of business sales and, and um, how, how much export revenues that we can get uh, tie back to um, those kind of supply constraints, dislocations in shipping, um, and, uh, and the other kind of legacy problems that the economy is dealing with because of the pandemic. Uh, but over time, I do think that the strong dollar is going to be an issue for exporters. Um, and, uh, it, and it's another reason why we think that the economy, while we're not expecting a recession near term, we do think that we're going to get much slower growth uh, by the end of this year and, and into 2023. Uh, let me, uh, there, there are two things that come to mind that, that could be fixed on a relatively short-term basis. The lockdown in China, which would open up production again and hopefully start feeding the the pipeline again so that's one mm-hmm. and then there, there is some sense that maybe there's a there could be a wind down in the russia ukraine war situation and that that could happen maybe sooner than later would those two facts impact our economy because i don't hear you talking about them that much is is having an impact on the economy uh, you, you make great points. You know, the, the economy has had a string of negative shocks over the last 12 months with uh, the, the reimposition of those lockdowns, with the Russia-Ukraine war, with the persistence of uh, supply chain bottlenecks 
um, at, at U.S. ports. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I probably am focused less on the things that could go right as opposed to these um, continued downside risks. But over time, you, you do tend to see some of these unexpected things break in a way that helps the economy. And I, I think that probably is going to happen. Not sure which one of them over the next couple of months. Uh, but to the extent that we do see some positive news on these factors that are external to the, the economy and external to the business cycle, but which influence the economy, I think that's going to mean that uh, the, the supply side of the U.S. economy performs better. And so the, the Fed needs to constrict the um, growth momentum less, and, and we, can, we can still maintain a, a stronger pace of growth over the next year um, uh, while also bringing inflation under control. Well, I, I'm going to be, I don't know about you, I'm going to be on the lookout for a pleasant surprise. I could use one. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Bill Adams is Senior Vice President and Chief Economist for Comerica Bank. We appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's been great. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Adams. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.